You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Uh, when they first start, you know, they, they go on the sides of the trail, they walk on the grass, they do whatever they can to keep their feet dry. Now, after a while, it just starts going, we're just going to tromp right through the middle of the water. We're just, we're just going to go right through because it's a Florida trail. You get wet feet. When do they get wet? Right before a roadwalk or right before you stop to camp. That was Eric Emery, three-time Florida Trail thru-hiker, known as Orange Blazer on the trail. Eric and I crossed paths briefly at the 2020 Billy Goat Day event in Central Florida, but I did not get a chance to chat with him at the time. And I've been trying to catch up with him ever since. I wish I'd had the chance then because he is full of wonderful stories about his three Florida Trail thru-hikes and sharing the joy he gets from doing trail maintenance and volunteering at various park systems throughout Florida and other places in the U.S. During our conversation, we chat about his hikes, of course, but also how he came to a nomadic RV lifestyle and how he makes his hikes work while also caring for his two pups, and also about his upcoming 2021-2022 Florida Trail yo-yo hike, for which he will start southbound at Fort Pickens at some point later this year. We had an excellent conversation, and I know that you will enjoy listening to the episode, too. All right, here we go. Oh, well, yeah, I'm glad we finally made this work. I've been trying to, you know, connect with you the last few months and uh you're busy tonight. I know. get around so <laughs> um yeah and i should i should have actually talked to you at uh oh my gosh uh when i was in florida in january for billy goat day uh last oh, year billy goat day, yeah. yeah well in january i was on january this year i was i was hiking so i missed billy goat day this year i was too well we didn't have it this they year. didn't have it this year it was the year before well, yeah. Year was yeah billy goat day yeah 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 well, um, yeah, so you have a lot of hiking uh, on the Florida Trail experience, so, but maybe you want to just uh, introduce yourself, uh, who you are, your trail name, and um, you know a little bit about your background. I think you're from Florida originally, is that correct? I am originally from Florida. I'm Eric, um, trail name Orange Blazer, and I'm originally from Titusville, Florida, but I left there in uh, 79, joined the military, spent uh, 28 years traveling around. Retired in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, a branch just hit the roof. Uh, <laughs> retired in the Pacific Northwest. I had a wine shop for about five years. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, closed it up from the uh, recession in 2007 and started full timing in uh, this motorhome about, well, my first motorhome about 10 years ago and then eight years ago got the one that I'm in now. Okay. Okay. So, so I guess the military, I mean, you were, that's a full career. Were you, what you were like ranked or how, I don't I know how a, the military I, works. No, I, was a, I was, I was a command master chief. I was a senior enlisted guy on board. Um, I was the, the captain's uh, left-hand man, I guess, or right-hand man, depending on which captain it was. All right. All right. And was there a reason why you wanted to go to the Pacific Northwest instead of coming back to Florida? Or? Well, that was that was my last duty station. Was oh, okay. uh, Second to last duty station was up there. And uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's beautiful country up there. Right, right. And like wine, how did you, did you like to drink wine or was that just like something you... I just thought it would be, it would be an easy job. I mean, who doesn't like to drink wine? So uh, we sold wine and uh, craft beer. And uh, that was fine until the recession hit. And then it was one of those things that people didn't need to do. So right. uh, the store was making enough money to pay its own bills, but it wasn't doing enough to pay our salaries. So 
uh, decided one day to, to just uh, close it up and uh, if we weren't going to make any more money and just live off the retirement, let's do it uh, RVing. So right. uh, it was my ex-wife and I, and, and we took off and we volunteered at state and national parks, which is what I still do. So uh, as a resident volunteer, I, I don't, uh, I don't have any expenses. I just, uh, I volunteer 20 hours a week and I enjoy the heck out of it. So generally it's quite a bit more than 20 hours a week. And, yeah. and when I'm not hiking, I'm, I'm living at the park. So I joke with folks that my, my permanent home is a, a 36 foot uh, motor coach and my vacation home is my Z-Pax duplex. There you go. <laughs> well, you're doing the, the life that, you know, sounds good when I'm, when I retire too, is being like the campground host, you know, going to different parks and, and doing all of that. Does it get tedious doing all? I mean, well, I, I'm not always a campground host. Okay. Uh, like right now I'm, I'm at De Leon Springs uh, state park in Deland and there's no campground here. It's a day use park. It's got a, a grits mill that's been converted to a pancake mm -hmm. restaurant. It's got the springs for people to swim in. Uh, it's got a, a hiking trail that was put together by, uh, in cooperation with the Florida trail some years ago. And, uh, that's it. It used to be, uh, it used to be an amusement park. They at one time had a, a water skiing elephant here and uh, high dive activity <laughs> and all kinds of stuff back in the, back in the fifties and sixties, this was, you know, pre Disney. There were a lot of these parks around where people came down to Florida and they, they came and saw these things. And, and now a lot of them are state parks, uh, Silver Springs, Wikiwachi, DeLeon Springs. All of those were amusement parks years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so now like uh, Fridays and Saturdays, I work the, the morning shift at the front gate, basically just talking to people that are waiting in line to get in. Okay. Once, once the park is full, the park is full. And we don't open till eight, but uh, tomorrow morning when I roll out there at six thirty, I'll probably already have twenty or thirty folks in line. Yeah. And uh, then I I uh, I entertain them for an hour and a half until the park opens, and uh, then I continue keeping things organized until the park is full, and then then the the real fun starts once once it's full. Telling the folks that are still in line that you can't come in until somebody comes out. Oh and, man! And try to keep them entertained out there. Yeah, right. So I do so, that, and then uh, one day of uh, trail maintenance, and then another day of just uh, random maintenance around the park, and then my hours are done. And then you get to go do whatever you want for the rest of the time. And then I get to go do whatever I want. So you know, there's a lot of times like when I'm working on the trail, uh, it should only be a five-hour day. But if I'm in the middle of doing something, you know, I'll work the whole day. And same thing on my maintenance day. If I'm involved in something that we're doing. I go ahead and keep going. And even though my shift tomorrow is supposed to be five hours, if there's still a crowd and uh, the park manager needs to be elsewhere, I'll keep doing what I'm doing out front and stay there till, till they don't need me out there anymore. Right. Right. So, so it's four days on three days off. And then taking my three days off that I had this week, uh, I took one day and went uh, to Lake Woodruff and uh, went hiking. I, I biked down to Lake Woodruff and then went hiking around there and, took some great video of the otters and uh today i went to the black bear wilderness area someplace i'd been wanting to hike for quite some time and i did the loop trail out there today okay yeah well that's it sounds like a great life you've got going right now for sure <laughs> it, it's not bad it, you know it doesn't suck 
<laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you got your RV. Like what, what got you into hiking? Like, how did that happen for you? I, I, I read a book. Actually, I saw an article about the Florida Trail, and I, I wish I could remember where. Uh, but I saw an ar article about the Florida Trail. So then I did a, an internet search and found a book by a guy that has hiked the Florida Trail and he kayaked or canoed the Suwannee River out into the Gulf and then continued on down to uh, Key West. And I don't recall his name either. But uh, the book was... Uh, was entertaining. And I said, you know what? I think I'm going to hike this trail. So then I decided I was going to hike the Florida trail. And then when I looked into it, I found out that when I was 15 and in Boy Scouts there in Titusville, that uh, we did our 50 mile hike through Ocala. And I didn't even realize that our 50 mile hike was on the original section of the Florida trail. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. I had not, I, I hadn't heard about it back then. Right. Yeah, so you did probably like there's this trail in Ocala. Let's go hike it, and you were like, "Yeah, well, that was yeah. that was it." One of the scoutmasters said, "Well, if you guys want your 50 mile patch, this is where we're going to go. We're going to go to Ocala, and we hiked there, and you know, full frame pack, a giant fluffy sleeping bag stuffed in a in a trash bag to keep it uh, to keep it dry, and all those things that you, yeah. <laughs> that you see." You know, it's uh, you know, 1975, 76 time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you become an Eagle Scout? Oh, no. Heck no. No. I was all about the camping and hiking and wasn't about the the moving up in the rank. I got up about two or three spots and and pretty much uh, stayed there. And then uh, then I got a car and uh, scouts scouts lost out to uh, surfing and skateboarding. And off I went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked because my my brother and my dad are both Eagle Scouts, and so have that. My husband also did Scouts, but he didn't become an Eagle Scout, so I've kind of got that realm. And you know, I'm always curious when people say they run Scouts if they what they did. So no, no, the, the closest I came is I, I dated the Scoutmaster's daughter. <laughs> you know, I, did do, I did do that, and and I, I'm still great friends with her and her brother, who's a a great friend of mine. And and now through it's a small world, he actually lives less than seven miles from my oldest daughter up on Swanee mountain in Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. She was, she used to work at a bank and he walked in the bank one day and saw her name and, and asked her about it. And she said, well, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> and then uh, they sent me a picture uh, on the phone of the two of them standing in the bank together. And I thought uh, that was really something. That is something. <laughs> so I was trying to think, was that book uh, Johnny Malloy? Yes. Okay. That's exactly the one. Okay. Yeah. Good, I, I, read couldn't, I couldn't remember it. Yeah. I've read yeah, his where book. He, where he feels, yeah. he feels that water is okay as long as tadpoles are swimming in it. He doesn't filter his water at all. Yeah. yeah that's, no, <laughs> no. no. Uh, three, three Florida trail hikes. Forget it. I'm bringing my Sawyer every time. I'm not drinking the water. Yeah. People are, yeah, he's a little more daring. I haven't read his book in a while, but he was, he had some opinions. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you decided to hike on the Florida Trail. Now, I can't recall when was your first hike and was it my first hike? my first attempt was 2017. Okay. And uh and that did that did not go well. I was uh I missed uh I missed kickoff because uh a few days before kickoff, uh I was at my sister's house in Palm Bay and my mom had a stroke. Oh, no. And, and she went into uh, hospice and, and I sat there in hospice with her until she passed. 
So I, I missed kickoff and I arranged to meet uh, a hiker that was planning to do the ECT uh, back in uh, back in 17. It was uh, a girl from Canada who I nicknamed the French gazelle because she was just crazy fast. And I met her about 60 miles south of Big Cypress. And I had planned to do Big Cypress in Merrill water shoes. So all I had was Merrill water shoes. So I promptly did three 20 mile days on the asphalt in Merrill water oh. shoes and then went into the swamp. And that year was kind of a dry year. In fact, we, we were scraping the water off the inside of our tents in the morning, uh, trying to get, trying to get about a bottle of water out. And we're lucky enough that we ran into some national park guys that were doing a, a prescribed burn out there. They gave us some water on the second day, but it was 2017 was a very, very rough day or very, very rough, dry year. Uh, came out of the swamp, ended up at, uh, at Billy's and walked around for a few days and my feet swelled up so big that I physically couldn't put them in shoes. Oh no. My shoes, my shoe, my hiking shoes were there at Billy's and after 3 days my my feet just would not go in my shoes. So I called it off in 2017 and uh set to work on training and working on things and and everything else. So my first through hike was in 2018. And 2018 kickoff was called off because there was so much water uh, that they said it was going to be dangerous. And those of us online got together anyway. And I went through with uh, an ex-army guy and a guy that's a, uh, a hotshot firefighter. And we went through the swamp and, you know, three days went in, came out. Plenty of water to drink that year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, had plenty of water. That was a great hike. And then, uh, you know, those two took off. The firefighter was lightning fast. The, uh, the army guy got, uh, once he got through the, the Seminole reservation and the sugar cane, he, uh, you know, was bored. He was, a uh, an ex AT guy. He had done the AT the year before and just was not thrilled with, uh, you know, the, the, the sugarcane fields and yeah. then the levees on uh, on Big O. So he left and I continued on. And that's where I met uh, Sundown, who's I think is on his way right now to the Continental Divide to get his second uh, triple crown. Oh, wow. He's, he has been hiking nonstop since we hiked the Florida Trail in 2018. <laughs> Wow. He hasn't, he hasn't stopped. He's uh he's gone from one trail to the next. Did the Florida Trail, then went out and did the PCT, then flew to New Zealand to do that one. Uh then came back, did the Continental Divide, uh did the Florida Trail again last year through COVID and uh did the ECT I believe last year. And then this year he was bored, did the Florida Trail again and then uh went out and did the Arizona trail. And I think he's now on the continental divide. Man, those but guys that hiking. can do all of that are just amazing. <laughs> he's been, he's been hiking nonstop, but we, we hiked together for about six weeks. So when I say together, he was a really good hiker and I'm not so much. So I would get up and drink my meal replacement shake. He would cook his breakfast. I would leave. 
around 10 o'clock, he would pass me. He would stop. He would stop to cook his lunch and air out all of his stuff. And I would walk past him eating my cliff bar. And then sometime around uh, three o'clock, three 30, he would pass me again and he would get to camp and I would roll in about the time that he was uh, finished cooking his dinner. <laughs> and I would, I would make my, uh, you know, my uh, mountain house and then I'd go to sleep and the next morning, we'd start the whole thing up again. But, I mean, we talked at camp, and we talked a little bit each time he passed me. Uh, but we we camped together for six weeks, but not really hiked together. Right, right, right. So, well, I, first of all, to go back to your 2017, like, I mean, somebody who's gone through that, and there's been plenty of people who would have gone through your situation, and then been like, hell no, I'm not going back to Florida Trail. <laughs> so it's amazing. Oh. You were just determined to go back. It was just like, set in your brain you're going to go back and finish yes yes i was determined to go back and and i went back in 2018 and i threw hiked in 2018 yeah. and, and had a blast uh took 2019 off uh and then came back in 2020 and 2020 hiked it again the swamp was again totally different so three trips three three different swamps uh, this time I hiked, um, with somebody that had been my trail angel in 2018 and she and I hiked, uh, for the month of January. And then I had to come off because, uh, blaze, my dog was in, uh, at the kennel and it was just costing me too much yeah. for daycare. So I had to figure out what to do with him as so that I could go back and do sections. So then I finished, finished off 2020 by sectioning it. And so fortunately we, we did the end before they closed big site or before they closed pickets. Oh, that's good. So yeah, we, we managed to finish pickings and then it was short time after that, that they closed down, uh, the last section. Okay. And, and the person that was the last one to get through that got caught by the police he, and he had hiked with us up until Kissimmee Prairie Preserve, and he had to take a short break at, after Kissimmee Prairie, and then came back on and was able to to get through before they shut off Fort Pickens. Right. So that was a section hike, and I I just don't like section hikes because <laughs> I I like to eat. I like to eat, and so when I wasn't hiking, I was still eating like I was hiking. Yeah. If you look at if you look at the picture this year when I got the highest point, I put it next to my picture from last year when I was at the highest point. And you know, I'm 20 pounds lighter this year than I was last year. That's the difference in through hiking for me versus section, section hiking. hiking. <laughs> because when you're on the weeks that you're not hiking, when you're doing section hiking and you still eat like you're hiking, you're not burning that five thousand calories a day. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's not good for you. It's yeah, not good for you at all. Well, it's even harder for, I mean, it's hard for through hikers coming off too, because those months afterwards, oh, yeah. you still have that appetite. And then you oh, gain yeah. 20 pounds. You're like, what, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Which is what I'm experiencing now because I, I did my through hike and I was, then I went to a, uh, I have some money, some eligibility left with the, uh, on my GI bill to go to school. And since I live in a motor coach, I went to school over in Clearwater to learn how to repair motor coach. I saw that. I saw that. So, so that was 10 weeks in the classroom, nine to five. Well, the school had got postponed and postponed. That's why this year I did 
all the miles of the Florida Trail. As right. Initially, initially, it was I was just doing a hike for mental health uh, in memory of my mom. I left on the anniversary of her passing because remember I said in 2017 right. I missed kickoff because of her passing. So I left on the day of her passing and I finished on her birthday. Oh, that's amazing. So it just it just worked out that it was January and March. So <laughs> I mean it, it worked out. But I had some I. I got there a little before I needed to. And so I, I talked to one of the trail angels there in Cluiston and, or not Cluiston, uh, Crestview. And they, uh, agreed to, to pick me up at the Alabama border. So when I went to the split, I went ahead and I went to Alabama and then I got picked up and got brought back. So that killed a couple days. And then I continued on to Fort Pickens that way. Right. It was either that or, or spend, you know, three days in the hotel uh, there before you go over the bridge. And it just didn't make sense to do that. So I went ahead and I went to Alabama. Then I came back, went to Fort Pickens, finished up on mom's birthday. But then I still had some time before the school. So I said, you know what? I've never done Ocean to Lake. And I don't know why they call it Ocean to Lake since... So many people go, <laughs> go lake, lake to, to ocean. ocean. But <laughs> yeah. I went down to went down to Okeechobee and I did lake to ocean. And what a wonderful hike that is! I will probably do that again in October before I leave for my next hike, just because it's it's a it's a beautiful hike. But then I'm finished and they postponed my school for a week. I'm like, now what do I do? And it dawned on me that I had done all of Okeechobee. I had done all of the Florida trail, but I hadn't done the, I had never done the Western corridor. So I said, Hmm, let's go do the Western corridor. So I got a ride over to the other side to the I Basically I got a ride to the 88 store, uh, and then walked down the hill and started the other way and went ahead and did the Western corridor. And again, Oh my goodness. It is beautiful. The road walk at the end sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Western Corridor is phenomenal. Those trees that you see doing that were were amazing. So I will again do part of the Western Corridor. I don't think I'm going to do that road again. I don't like that road. Yeah, I don't like roads. Yeah. So but uh, the trail portion of it is is phenomenal. Right. Right. So you've gotten three different through hikes or section hikes and you've done Ocean Lake. You've done all the corridors um i mean and you, you've said you've had three different swamp experiences i mean how has the trail like changed for you what is do you have any like it's, moments it's been, where you're just like it's, wow. to it's totally different um this year when i went because of covid a lot of the sections uh hadn't had the work parties and yeah. so you're going through areas that um you know the grass is overhead mm. And, and you realize, I mean, I've been involved in several of the work parties, but you don't realize every, what everybody else has done. You know, the sections that you worked on, but when you go through some of the other sections, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I remember this being cut down and I could walk through it and it was, you know, no big deal. But now it's, it's this crazy, crazy Caesar weed. That's just yeah. eating me alive. And you, you know, you, you come across some of the teams that are out there working now. And so the folks that came after it had it. But when you're going through 
it's before they could they could maintain because of all the COVID issues. Yeah. Uh, and then with just Florida's rainfall, I mean, uh, it's not just uh, Big Cypress, but um, the other swamp. Brad, uh, Bradwell Bay. Bradwell. Yeah. Bradwell was totally different each time, too. You know, Bradwell didn't have much water this year, where in previous times it had lots of water. So, you know, everything gets different. And, um, you know, this year, this year, the panhandle got a lot of rain, but middle Florida didn't. Yeah. And, and below. So I think I had more cold days and more rainy days this year than the other years combined. As I joked about the fact that in 2018, I only had two rainy days. And I'm pretty sure I spent one of those in a hotel and just didn't go outside. Yeah. Like, you know, I haven't gotten wet yet. Why should I do it now? And my coldest day ever this year was um, in Eglin uh, this year on the Florida Trail. It was it was in the teens. It was it was cold. Was that mid-February? Yes. Yeah, that's that's when we got the nasty freeze here. (laughs) Yeah, it was cold. And this year it was when you once you made the turn and you started going west instead of north, um, it was either wet or cold. Yeah. And so you're you're having to think, do I want it to rain so it's above freezing or do I want to be dry and be cold? Yeah. You know, those, those were your choices this year. Well, then and, you got to walk uh, through the water and be freezing during that. Oh, and then, and then, well, every day that I, I joke about that. Everybody, uh, when they first start, you know, they, they go on the sides of the trail, they walk on the grass, they do whatever they can to keep their feet dry. Now, after a while, it just starts going, we're just going to tromp right through the middle of the water. We're just, we're just going to go right through because. It's the Florida Trail. You get wet feet. When do they get wet? Right before a road walk or right before you stop to camp. Yeah. You can, I, it even did that to me once on uh, Ocean to Lake. I went the whole day with dry feet, and then two miles before the campsite, I got wet feet. Uh, annoying. So you mentioned also that you hike for mental health. Like, how did that start? Is that something that you've personally dealt with in your in your life, or is it family I have, members? I have, or? I have dealt, I have, uh, I have fought through depression and, uh, and anxiety and, and such as that. And I came across uh, hike for mental health and I went to the website and I said, you know, I like what these folks are doing. So I did a couple of hike for mental health hikes and actually the trail angel I met for that helped me in 2018, who then I hiked in 2020 with, I met her at a, at her own hike for mental health and uh in tomoka uh down here and that's when we first got together and that's also when i met uh uh shoeless the guy that hikes uh that hikes with no shoes on oh chief shoeless yep i met chief shoeless the same time yeah okay okay and um so i guess the hike for mental health is just like uh another what do they do what's the organization do the organization uh they their whole thing is to remove the stigma Okay. which is something that I wanted to do. It's, uh, 
you know, it's, it's not a problem if you have the flu or if you have, uh, you know, some sickness or whatever. Everybody wants to talk about that and everything's okay. But uh, mental health issues, anxiety, depression, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of taboo. You're not supposed to talk about it. And, and folks are weak that have that. Well, 28 years military and doing the things that I've done, you know, being able to come out and say, yeah, I've got anxiety and I deal with depression. Um, it allows other people to say, okay, if, if he can do it, I can do it too. And then they, you know, you can talk about it. Right. Right. So, so they, uh, they raise awareness and I believe that's a 80, 20 split where 80% goes for mental health research and 20% goes back to the, uh, the main, the, the major trails. Oh, of okay. The money that they raise. Oh, I see. Okay. So it helps with the trails too. Okay. So it does help with the trails. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now do you get to choose which trails or do they just divide? Oh, yeah. out? No, 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 no. They have certain ones that are set up like every year they do a hike of Mount Washington. They do, uh, they okay. do a Mount Washington, uh, hike. And I, I tried because they do it in the summer. And I used to, in my volunteering, I used to do my summers in Oregon and there's a Mount Washington there. I tried to do Mount Washington there the same day that they did the Mount Washington here, but I never could get it to work out right. But mm. uh, in 2019, I think it was, I didn't, I wasn't in Oregon. I was in Tennessee uh, during that time. So I went ahead and I did the Mount Washington hike. Okay. Okay. Which um, was cool. Well, so it kind of goes with the mental health is that you, it seems like religion plays a big role in your life as well. Do you, I, I'm spiritual I'm, or just, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual and religious, I guess. Um, I attend church. I do my Bible study every day. Um, I don't, I don't push it. I, I think that I, my, my role model in the role of religion is Wilton. I mean, he, what he does there at the at the church in the middle of that roadwalk is phenomenal. I mean, everybody knows it's the Baptist church, but he doesn't push it. He lives it. Right. And, and, you know, that's what I try to do. If somebody wants to talk religion, absolutely, I'll talk with them. But I try to just, you know, to to live a decent life, to be a nice person and and to go with that. Yeah. Now, Wilton is somebody I, he's on my growing list of people to talk to. Uh, but seeing what he's done for the trail up there is amazing. And I know it's, he's filled a real good uh, a niche uh, that needed to be filled for sure. Well, that road, people used to hate that roadwalk. Mm -hmm. They hated it. Now they look forward to going to seeing Wilton and staying at the Wilton Hill. <laughs> I mean, and I remember in the early time it was, uh, you know, what is the one thing that the hikers could use? And, and the first thing was uh, a picnic table, you know, being able to sit down to, to put because they they let us camp there and they had power power and water mm -hmm. then it was like a picnic table and a picnic table has grown into you know two buildings uh you know one being the dorm uh with a a little kitchen area and the other being the the showers the washer dryer and and bunk space there and they're adding more wow and so folks look forward to going there to uh to see Will. And then when you see the mountain of a man, I mean, yeah. I'm not a small guy until I stand next to Will. <laughs> and then, then I'm not so, then I'm not so large. <laughs> now on all your hikes, what, what do you look forward to other than maybe going to the Wilton Hilton? What do you look forward to every time? The, 
sunrise at the Navarra Bridge. I always stay at the hotel on the mainland side, and I leave first thing in the morning. Now, I come out of Eglin. Uh, before it was a road walk, now there's trail. Uh, and get to, the, get to the hotel there in Navarra. And I get up early, early in the morning, and I start, I start hiking across the Navarra Bridge. And seeing the sunrise come up. Now, I will say that this year was a bit of a disappointment because it's a huge fog bank. Oh, it no. was terrible. There was no sunrise. It was the the last 32 miles this year was cold and wet. <laughs> but but I still, you know, this year, uh, I'm going to do it again. As I, as I told you, I'm going to, I'm celebrating turning 60 by... Uh, doing a yo-yo this year. I'm gonna. I turned 60 in, on November 24th. Well, somewhere between the 15th and the 20th of October, I'm gonna start at Pickens and head south. Okay. Well, head head east and then head south. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to time it to get to kickoff to be able to tell folks what the water situation is in Big Cypress, and then tag the rock and turn around and go back the other way. I was going to ask if you had thought about going south. So that's good. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go south. Then I'm going to turn around and go north. Now so, so you're, you're going to yo-yo. Um, what about other trails? Have you not wanted Arizona trail? Appalachian well, trail? I, I had planned to continue my year by doing the Arizona trail and the Pacific Northwest trail. However, when I, when I reviewed what's uh, remaining of my GI bill money, I have to use it by November of next year. So I'm going to do the yo-yo and then I'm going to come back and volunteer at a couple parks in Orlando while going to Universal Technical Institute and learn how to uh, fix diesel engines since so many of the motorhomes are, are diesel pushers. Okay. I, I, I'm general. Well, when I started this 10 years ago, I was always the youngest volunteer. There's always uh, older people uh, and they're on fixed incomes and and I always fixed, I always helped them with their cars. So I went to RV school to not only learn how to fix mine, but learn how to fix theirs and get a business ID so I can start ordering stuff uh, wholesale. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go to go now, I'm going to go to school and learn diesel engines and diesel chassis so that I can work on their motorhomes even more and help them out. So. I can't do that, but the following year, yes, I definitely want to do the, the Arizona Trail and the Pacific Northwest Trail, and I keep doing shorter ones because I got the two dogs. It's right. hard. It's hard to find somebody that's going to watch them for six months, so it's hard to do, you know, a through hike of either one. Yeah. I mean, right. I've done I've done sections of. Uh, the Appalachian Trail, a friend that I met on the, the hike for Mount Washington invited me along and we did the Smokies. I've hiked the Whites. When I was in the Navy and was stationed out in Maine, I did Katahdin because it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then while I was stationed in the on the West Coast, I hiked parts of Washington. I hiked through uh, Snohomish and that area up there. When I was in California, uh, I did the, the desert portion, the lower portion of the Pacific Crest Trail. And then when I was in Oregon, I hiked around Sisters and, and that area there. So I've done, you know, several sections of the PCT and several sections of the AT. I just haven't through hiked it. And I want to. Yeah. And I, I will 
But I mean, Blaze found me two and a half years ago when I was uh, volunteering at a park in Tallahassee. And then Magic found me this year while we were giving out Trail Magic in Madison County. That's how she got her name. Right. It was, it was a rainy, cold day. And a couple of us did not want to do that road walk leading to the Osceola Trail. And one of the guys that had been in the hotel had a bunch of beer. And so we go, we go driving along and asking people if they wanted a ride. And if they said no, then we offer them beer. So here we are being good hikers at eight in the morning, drinking beer on the side of the road. And we're standing there and play or and, and magic comes walking out of the woods. And it was like, well, we just can't leave her here. So she went home with Mad or she went home with blaze. And my plan was to adopt magic out. Well, magic and blaze, uh, became inseparable uh, right now they're laying next to one another watching me do this <laughs> and uh so now i have two dogs in a 36 foot motorhome <laughs> so you have things tying you down even though uh i wouldn't say they're tying you down but they're yeah they're holding you from like a really right, long right. from doing six months uh, yeah. from doing a six month gig yeah yeah you know i can do i can do shorter ones but to do to do a long trail is you know, some people get faster. I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I I start I start at two miles an hour, and you know when I'm doing those last thirty two miles after going over the Navarra Bridge, and that's that's you know on sidewalk a lot of it. Yeah, I'm still two miles an hour. I'm just I'm just two miles an hour. Going along, getting your yeah. miles. I can, I can figure it out. You know if I. People ask me how I figure out uh, how many hours I'm going to hike. And I say, well, it's just how far I want to go. If I want to go 18 miles, I hike nine hours. <laughs> if I want to go 20 hours, you know, if there, there's been times that I've, I've wanted to go further distances. Uh, my longest day was at 32 and I started in the dark and I ended in the dark. You know, I knew that in order to do that, I was going to have to start and end in the dark. Yeah. So. Now, so do you do that last 32 every time in one lump or do you break it up? Oh, no, no, no. I stop at the same. There's a hotel about half the way down. It's uh, uh, kind of a, a deco hotel. I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it's on the app. And I stop there every time and uh, then get up that morning and get up the next morning early and, and take off again. And generally catch the sunrise right after I've passed the Margaritaville uh, hotel so that when I turn around the sunrise has got that pier right there and uh, I can generally get some good pictures right there right yeah yeah the sunrise on that beach walk is amazing <laughs> I it, think that's one of my best else. best it things yeah um now do you have any interesting like wildlife encounters I saw my first panther this year oh that's good yeah yeah nice. it We're was that way I was that's when I was hiking with a I was still hiking with a group this year I kind of I kind of picked up a group in uh in Kissimmee there was two of us that were in front of the other three or four and we weren't talking and I was leading and we came around this corner this bend in the trail and it was laying in the trail it saw me I saw it it leapt across the trail and took off through the bushes through the palmettos yeah and I turned around, and I looked at the guy behind me. I said, did you see that? 
he goes, it was really fast. What was it? I said, well, it was the color of a deer, but much shorter. I said, it didn't make a whole lot of noise going out of here and had a long black tail. What do you think? He goes, no way. I said, yeah, we just saw a panther. Wow. It wasn't, very, wasn't a very, very good look, but we saw a panther as we came around that corner, which, you know, was, was really neat. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you're the first person I think who has a credible panther sighting. I've had one or two people say they saw one in North Florida and I'm like, mm, probably a bobcat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, up there, I mean, it's always possible they have those roaming ones, but that's that's a very credible one. Obviously, you saw well, it laying it, there. It's a panther. <laughs> and his his son, um, when he told him about it, went on to the I guess FWC's got a website for sightings. Oh, and good. there had been there had been sightings in our area, and to, in order to get it on the the website, you have to have either a photograph of the cat or a photograph of a paw print. Oh. And I don't know why neither one of us took a picture of a paw print, but we didn't. We oh, were just yeah. we were just in shock over having just seen it. And we were, you know, talking about it and then we continued on and we're walking and we're talking about seeing this panther. Uh, but there was another day um, in the panhandle and it was a warm day and it was right before one of the the cold snaps and uh, I don't recall the number. I think it was it, it was either 12 or 14 snakes oh, in nice. one day. Wow. It was like they all knew that the cold snap was coming. And uh, I saw a king snake and I, you know, I didn't count the bands or look at it. Uh oh, Blaze just, Blaze just jumped up in the window. <laughs> but uh, uh, I didn't count the bands on it, but. Because it was so big and so fast, I, I'm pretty sure it was a king snake and not a coral snake. A uh, ton of the black snakes did see one big, big indigo uh, and then almost stepped on a moccasin because it was on a dirt road walk. Um, and I was I was looking at my phone, looking at the app to find out how many miles I had to go because I was on a dirt road. So I wasn't looking where I was walking. Right. And I happened to glance down and saw that I almost stepped on this snake. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. And there was one yellow rat snake. Yeah, that I have. A, and then a, a corn snake that I have a video of, of uh, not wanting to leave the trail. <laughs> it was right in the middle of the trail. And uh, I said, OK, you can move now. And instead, it just coiled up in, in a defensive posture. And I've got, I've got this video going of me talking to the snake <laughs> going, okay, you, I know you're non-venomous, you know, you're non-venomous. So, you know, just, just move so that I can walk by here. And finally, you know, the snake goes off onto the side and I thanked him and, and went on. And then I realized that it sounded pretty silly, but I went ahead and posted the video anyway. I was like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. You talk to animals when you're out there. So you've hiked three times. You obviously have like a lot of passion for the Florida trail and you enjoy it. Now, when you're hiking with other people every year, do you run into anybody like that's just really down about the Florida trail? Are you having to help anybody along is providing any kind of motivation for folks? Oh, or absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I'm constantly telling folks, you know, especially at the beginning because the sugarcane fields and then the levees suck. 
there's there's no way around that. They suck. But to then tell people, you know, hey, you know, once you get through Okeechobee and you start going through, you know, Central Florida and you're going around Orlando, the different areas that they're going to be able to see and, you know, talk to them about in one day, you're going to go through longleaf pine, uh, oak areas and cypress areas all on on one single day's hike. And you're going to see all this stuff and and trying to get them to to go with that. And uh, feet issues, talking, trying to help people through their their feet issues. I mean, the, my first my my downfall the first year was feet. So I've. Uh, I've done a lot of reading on feet and uh, I swear, I swear by my Injinji toe socks and my Solomon speed, uh, speed racers. They're just, that's a combination that works for me. I lost a couple nails this year. And then I, so I contacted Solomon and said, your speed cross fours did two complete hikes and I didn't lose any nails. I said, whatever you did to the speed cross fives, I lost four nails this year and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Change, change your shoes back. Did they reply back? They replied back, uh, but they're not changing their shoes. Oh, uh, bummer. Changing their shoes, so. They're like, you're just one opinion. We're not going to bother. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you can find some of the, the, the older version on like eBay or something. I don't know. I've, I've been looking, but uh, there's a, a girl from New York or a woman from New York that came down and hiked with me up until white springs and then her feet were just so bad she had to had to come off but i i was motivation to her and now she wants to to meet me in fort pickens and hike down to white springs so that she's got hers completed there you go there you so go. so yeah i you know i i do my best to keep to keep people motivated on it and get them going and say yeah. you know if, if you need to take a couple days take a couple days because in 2020 there that was the first year of a bubble on the florida trail right when we got to the when we got to the island camp on the second night we almost had too many people uh we could not have fit one more person on the island yeah and that's been a concern of mine that you know an inexperienced hiker is normally the one that comes in late yeah and if you get to the island and it's full, then you got to go another three miles to the next island. And I don't want to see an inexperienced hiker having to do three miles in the dark in the swamp on their second day. Yeah. Uh, but feet, feet were a big problem. When we got to Clewiston, there was a couple people that had gone to the urgent care there. And, you know, the doctor said one thing and they're like, oh, no, I don't I don't need to take four days off. I'm only going to take two days off. And then. You know, then they get hurt and they're they're off the trail again. Yeah. So uh, whenever people ask me about it, I'm like, you know, find your shoe and sock combination. To me, that's the most important and thing on the Florida Trail. Yeah. Find your find what works for you. I've had I've talked to people that uh, wear as many as three pairs of socks at a time, and but that's what works for them. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the Injinji socks and. I I have those set aside and there for hiking. Yeah, I found uh, sock liners and then a nice nice pair of socks socks on the outside, and I have to wear boots. Like I I've tried trail running shoes and things like that. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I've got to stick with boots. Um, and I know people are like, ah, boots these days, but that's what works for me. So. 
Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. Whenever I see it on social media, folks go, you know, what should I use to hike the Florida Trail? I'm like, well, you got to find your combination. And and on the trail is not, or on your through hike, it's not the way to do it. Definitely right. on the trail. And I always recommend REI and people are like, well, REI is so expensive. I said, you know, just, just watch the movie Wild. They took her shoes back <laughs> and she threw one of them off a mountain. Right. So, you know, REI's got, REI's got the best deal. So they may be expensive, but at least find the pair that works for you. Once you find what works, then you can go ahead and go to Amazon or eBay or whatever and buy them cheaper. But uh, any place that'll take your shoe back just because you say they don't work. It's not your fault. They just don't work for me. Yeah. So. Well, I want to pivot just a little bit because uh, you did some traveling last year and then you posted something about being caught and by a wildfire up in, was it Oregon? I was cha- We were chased out. Blaze and, I, Blaze and I were as close to death as, as we've ever been. Am I, I did 20 years in the military and I've never been as scared as I was that day. Uh, it was, it was Labor Day, Labor Day last year. Um, we were, uh, I was camp host at a campground up there. Um, the Beachy Creek fire was burning south of us and there was a fire in the national forest right above us. And we weren't in an evacuation zone, but we were in the middle of a wicked, wicked windstorm. And we were just riding it out. But then a couple of, I was at a county park and a couple of county public works workers came out and they were cutting trees that had fallen over and blocked the little two lane road that went back. Uh, We were along a river. There were three Bureau of Land Management or two Bureau of Land Management parks, three county parks, a national park and a national forest. And they had been cutting down trees and they came by and they said, hey, you know, Eric, you should probably move the rig so that one of these trees doesn't crash through your roof. And I said, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll hook it up if you guys will help guide me out when you come back. And they said, sure. So they went and cleared the road and they came back and they guided me out of the park. And then as we're driving down the two lane road to leave, um, fires had broken out on both sides of the road. Trees had fallen and hit power lines and fires had started and the winds were gusting 65 miles an hour and and they later called it a, a fire hurricane. Oh, so wow. we're cruising in the in the rig, pulling my Tahoe, and and there's there's fire behind in the rearview mirror. There's fire beside me. There's trees and branches falling. I lost one of the antennas off the roof of the rig. Uh, and, but we made it out. Five people on that road did not make it out. Oh. Five five people died that night. Uh, all all very close to where my park was. Other folks had crawled down to the river and called 911 and said, we're laying in the river. We know you can't get to us, but we're letting you know where we are. Wow. Yeah. Um, That road is now gated. Uh, All the parks are still closed. Um, They all burnt to the ground. Uh, At the park I was at, there was a a wooden shed that held firewood that I would sell to the campers. And there was another shed that had, my water treatment system and it had some shelving in there where I kept my tools, my chainsaw and stuff like that. Well, I left thinking that I was going to return the next day. Right. Well, I I didn't, it burnt to the ground. I couldn't get back up there. Um, my, my grill, the, the line between my grill and my LP can 
the line was gone. I've seen pictures. The grill was laying on the ground. The can was laying on the ground. It didn't explode like people think they do, but it didn't. Um, my ladder was melted. I had a Rubbermaid tub, a heavy-duty Rubbermaid tub with my cast iron pots and pans because I, I had a fire pit and did a lot of cooking over the fire. The tub had been completely melted. The pots and pans were there. Um, somebody came by before anybody could pick them up, and uh, somebody somebody took off with my pots and pans. <laughs> the, the shed that held the wood was gone. The only thing that was left was the metal roof. Same thing with the shed that had the water treatment system, my tools, my chainsaw, and, and stuff like that. Wow. It's all completely gone. Wow. Um, they say it'll be about eight years before the parks reopened. Uh, they oh, have really? To, they have to clear cut the entire area. Then they have to, to stump it. And then they have to plow it. And then they're going to replant it. And you have to wait a few years for those trees to, to get good root strength before you can start having folks come back in there. Wow. Uh, the road the road is fenced off. The, uh, the people that had houses up there are allowed to drive up because they're rebuilding their homes. They're allowed to drive up there, but every one of those parks is closed. Uh, there's another BLM park there that's closed. Uh, two towns burnt to the ground. One town lost their fire truck. The fire came. The fire came so fast that they, their their truck burnt right in the street. My work truck burnt. It's I got I got my personal vehicle out of there, but I left my work truck there. Mm. Pictures of it. Uh, all glass blew out. The tires burned off. Interiors burn up. Uh, it's just it's just a burnt Hulk sitting in my parking space. Wow. So, yeah, it was it it was ten o'clock the next morning. There was so much smoke that everybody's headlights were still on on their car. Their automatic headlights. Oh, it was sure. that dark, but the sky had this had this red red tint. If you if you look at you go to my Facebook page, you can find the pictures from the fire and, uh, it's, it's pretty horrendous. Yeah. Pretty horrendous. Yeah. When yeah. I was flipping back through your feed and I saw that, I was like, there's a story here. This seems pretty scary. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a crazy, crazy day. And, uh, then I, I left and I started driving down to interstate five and there was a fire, uh, in weed that blocked I-5 there, so I couldn't go south, so I stopped at a uh, at a, a casino that had an RV park, and then a fire broke up north of me, so I was literally stuck at this casino RV park for three or four days before any of the roads were open for me to leave, and I, for several years, I did summers in Oregon and winters in Florida, and I would always get a picture at the weed i mean it's it's funny the town's <laughs> name of weed you know you're you're in you're at the wet rest stop at weed and you get a picture of uh i think it's uh mckinley uh or whitney and uh whitney mckinley's alaska you get a picture of whitney and uh um you know it was there was the, the smoke the haze was so bad you couldn't see the mountain wow. it just wasn't there and uh, i have that picture as well uh but yeah, then driving from there to uh, Las Vegas, went through several, several fires. As, it, as just a, a way to, to kind of measure it, Oregon normally burns 500,000 acres a year from wildfires. 
Labor Day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they had over a million acres burned. Wow. So that's twice twice what they normally burn in a year. They did it in 72 hours. Yeah. It was horrible. When I came down to Florida, some of the, the rangers that I know down here that are on the fire teams for the prescribed burns in the Florida State Parks had been dispatched to Oregon and Northern California. One of them, a good friend of mine, was fighting the Beachy Creek fire that came and got me. So, you know, we, we chatted about that fire. Yeah. Whew, man, that's some traumatic experiences there. So now I'm in Florida year round. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's that's how I ended up here in during the summertime. Because normally the summer's up there and social media is kind of evil on that because I'm getting memories from the last four or five years of, you know, being at the parks up there. And I, I know that the green pictures that I have right now, that the parks are still just charred wasteland. Right. Uh, some of my campers from up there know me and they'll occasionally send me a picture going, hey, I, I you know, snuck in and was over at the park and this is what it looks like. Or there'll be something uh, from the newspaper up there or the, the sheriff. Uh, last Wednesday, yeah, last Wednesday, one of the, uh, the workers had a tree fall on him mm. up there and they had to life flight him out. Mm. Um, he was working on one tree and another tree just, uh, it was a deadfall, just fell over and, and, uh, didn't, it squashed him, but it didn't crush him. He's still alive, but he knows that a tree landed on him. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I mean, that's very traumatic and I don't want to just like end it, but I do want to come back to the Florida trail a little bit. And maybe if you have any final thoughts for folks uh, about the Florida Trail, if they're thinking about hiking on the Florida Trail, um, just because, you know, you're one of you're one of just a handful of people who've hiked it so many multiple times and you keep coming to it for a reason. Um, any inspiration, inspirational thoughts you'd like to share? <laughs> it's you see so much in such a short. I mean, it's crazy saying twelve hundred miles is a short trail. But when you when you look at through hiking 1200 miles is is a short trail but you see so much in that 1200 miles um i mean the Kissimmee prairie the the swamps the ocala and osceola eglin um if you go the western corridor the green swamp you know the thing bradwell bay the the things you see are so much different and then finishing on the beach i mean that was one of my first year that was one of the hardest things for me Growing up in Florida, it is drummed in your head. You do not walk on the dunes. You do not mess with the sea oats. And then there's that section on the Florida Trail where you're on the bay side and you're going through the sand dunes walking around the yeah. sea oats. I mean, <laughs> that's a capital offense, uh, you know, any place else in Florida. But right there, if you're on the trail, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And, and so there's so many things to see. And like I say, every year it's a different trail. And I know this year southbound is going to be different than the northbound. And there's only going to be a few months difference. But I know that the trail is going to be different going each way. You know, the swamp, because it'll only be a couple days, will probably be the same. But, you know, north of Ocala is going to be different coming going north than it was coming south you know because that'll be a that, there'll be a month in there and so all of that's going to be different 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I, I'm looking forward to all your posts and seeing it going both ways. And uh, <laughs> especially because we don't see that many people going southbound either. I like to see that. Yeah. There, there hasn't been a whole lot of folks going southbound. And, and that was one of the things I thought of. I'm like, okay, I've done, I've done a through hike. I did the section hike this year because of COVID and the Southern end being messed up. I kind of counted this year as a yo-yo. Uh, so, or a, a flip-flop. So, so got to, got to do the yo-yo next. And, and what better way to celebrate turning 60 than to, uh, do, do the trail south and then north. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your Facebook a minute ago. Is anywhere other than Instagram too, if you want to share your handles where people could follow you on your hikes? I'm, I'm orange blazer on Instagram and then it's just Eric Emery on Facebook. Okay. And I'll put, the, I'll put the links in the show notes for folks to, to okay. easily click you. And I, you know, if you're on the, any of the Florida trail groups, uh, on Facebook, you post there quite frequently. So yes, they'll be able to find you there. So. And I've, I've had folks ask me about, uh, YouTube, you know, what a challenge it was for me to do this interview. <laughs> if I, if I get, if I get, if I figure out YouTube, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and, and start doing in YouTube, but I, I have to be careful since I'm Orange Blazer and you're, you know, Orange, Orange Blazer, Blazer podcast. <laughs> then yeah. we don't overlap there. So yeah, that's uh, all right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking at doing YouTube as a place to just stick the videos on. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for taking the time and making this work to, to interview. And I, I, I don't know, I had a, a good conversation uh, with you just picking your brain a little bit about the trail. And I think you're just so enthusiastic um about the trail and and i appreciate appreciate your perspective so i, I love the florida trail I, I really do i love the florida trail uh whether it's doing maintenance or for the last five years putting out water on the 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 uh, uh desiree road walk yeah you know this year before i leave you know i'll be putting out water on the desiree road walk and then i'll probably when i go through there uh northbound I'll stop because my, my siblings live in Palm Bay. I'll spend a day with them and go out and make sure that there's more water put out for, for folks coming up behind me. Cause that's some nasty, nasty runoff yeah. right there. Yeah. And, and it's a long 32 miles of road. Yeah. So that's it for my conversation with orange blazer. I hope you've caught some of his enthusiasm that he has for the trail and are inspired to get out and hike, whether it is a through hike or a day hike there is certainly no shortage of places to explore along the Florida trail. You can find the show notes for the episode at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and I'm on Instagram at orangeblazepodcast. I've been a bit quiet on Facebook these last few months, but you can still find me there as official orangeblazepodcast. Until next time, happy hiking.